The Small Business Show, episode number 76 for Wednesday, July 20th, 2016. And welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show for, by, and about small business owners here back in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette, California, I'm Shannon Jean, and welcome back. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had a great time, I imagine. We did. Yeah, folks, for the last two weeks, uh, I've been uh, out with my family in Europe. Uh, we pre-recorded the last couple of episodes uh, so that you folks would have things while we were gone. But, uh, but yeah, we had a really good trip. It was... Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. It, it, it's, uh, it's hard to take the business owner out of, uh, his element as I found Shannon, you and I were talking about this before the show. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I automatically adopt the role of, you know, driving the bus no matter where we are. And, and like halfway through the trip, I realized, well, wait a minute, I need to, I need to have like a vacation from that. And so I, I told my family, I'm like, all right, I've driven for the last week. You guys drive for a little while. And it, it actually worked out well because the kids Good. would pick things to do and, and, you know, learned how to navigate cities or I mean, they know how to navigate cities. But, you know, just being able to practice that skill and be like, all right, we're going to take this bus or we're going to walk here and we got to get this. And like, it's good stuff to let the yeah. kids do. Good experience. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. But being yeah. a control freak, it's easy to just, you know, yep. just do it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I know how that is. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you might know well, somebody I, like that. I, yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, and and I'm I'm fortunate because my uh, my wife, you know, Renee's very uh, detail oriented, and like we take vacation, and we typically have a spreadsheet of the week, you right. know, of the things that it's not that we have to do those things, but you got uh, a list. Here's the list. So if you want to take advantage of all these things you could do, yep. here's how it fits into the time schedule. And that's it's actually great, especially when you're traveling with a group, because you can often uh, stumble around and not get much done. It, it's uh, true. It's nice. We, yeah, my wife did the same thing. She doesn't – I mean, I guess she does a spreadsheet, actually. She, yeah. But it was the same kind of thing. Like, she just went through and did – like, before we left, tons and tons of research about all – like you said, all the things we could do. And, uh, you know, I'll share a piece of advice that I think most small business owners will appreciate. We, but it, we stumbled into it accidentally about two weeks before we were going to leave. Uh, we, you know, we were starting to nail down some things. We didn't want to book ourselves crazy. We knew we were going to be away two weeks. We we're going to be in three different cities. We couldn't run ourselves ragged every day yeah. and, and survive. But, Big mistake when you do that. Right. Yeah. And we knew that. So it was like, okay, that's fine. But there are some things we wanted to do, and we knew we were going to have to schedule a couple of them, you know, to, in order to get them in. And one of them was uh, we were going to be in Paris uh, at the end of the trip, and we wanted to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. So we started looking at schedules. And when we booked the trip, we didn't realize it, but we were there over their um, – essentially their version of independence day it's the, we call it bastille day here in the u.s but they just call it uh you know fit national it's their national holiday and it's it's when they celebrate their independence which is july 14th 10, sure. day, 10 days after us yeah and and so we were there over that and the eiffel towers closed that day or at least part of that day because they have all these fireworks that come off of it and and it was also just a busy time to be in paris as it turns out so it all worked out fine but 
there were no reservations available for the Eiffel Tower any of the days we were there. The day before we arrived, no problem. Day after we left, no problem. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so I said to Lisa, I said, okay, well, so that's the front door. What? And, and so there's, you know, whatever that price is, we can't pay that price and get in there while we're there. Uh, what's the price to get in? Like somebody's got yeah, tickets already. There's a way. Right, Correct. there's a way. So just find out the number. Maybe it's more than we want to spend and we'll say no, but at least we know what the, the number is. So she's like, oh yeah, good idea. So she did some research and she found a tour group that had what they called their skip the line Eiffel Tower tour. And it was maybe, it wasn't even quite double what we would have paid going in the normal way. It was It was maybe 60% more or 70% more. And it came with a tour guide and the deal was they said, look, you can, your, our tour guide will get you in and up to the second level and you, they'll give you a ticket and you can then go to the summit or our tour guide, whoever wants, will, will give you know you about an hour tour of the second level and nice. tell you all about stuff. But yeah. you don't have to join that. Like we understand that some of you are paying this because you don't have a lot of time just to get in, just right. to get in. And it was like, Hey, wait a minute. So, okay. So yeah, we paid a little more, but not any, but it wasn't more than we could have paid. It was the minimum, in fact, that we could pay to get in, and it meant we got to skip the line. And it was like, okay, nice. wait, a, wait a minute. We need to rethink everything that we're doing because even standing in line in Europe costs me money because absolutely we're yep. only there for a limited period of time. And so we started thinking about, okay, what are the other attractions we want to go to where there are lines? And and there were a couple. The catacombs in Paris was one. The Louvre in uh, in Paris was another. But I think there in 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 the other cities there were you know one or two things. And we looked at okay, is there a way to skip the line? And for the Louvre, we did something similar to what we did for the Eiffel Tower, and it cost us a little bit more. But again, it 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 uh, avoided a two hour long line that we would have been standing in in like not quite rain, but not not rain like mist, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and then for the catacombs in Paris. That's another two hour line. But yeah. if you book your time in advance online, it's less money and you show up and they bring you literally to the front of the line. That's and so beautiful. those people hate you. Yes, but, of but, course. But hey, they, okay. they could have done it. So in some yeah. ways we saved money by by thinking about, you know, skipping the line. But but in all cases, we skipped the line. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. It, it really yeah. was. And it's yeah. to me, it was the right way to do it. Because, like I said, it, there's opportunity cost. Unless unless our point of traveling to Europe was to enjoy standing in lines, any of that time was, was simply wasted. I mean, it would be family time together, but it's like miserable family time, at yeah. least for part of it. Yeah, And, and I think that it, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Uh, you know, time is, is your most valuable asset, your own, especially when you're trying to make everything happen in, in your business and, and paying a little extra could possibly be the best investment you ever made it totally was i, yeah. I mean i have no we, doubt yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we did the same i took my son uh the 14 year old we took him to the nfl experience yeah. and it was the same way when we schedule online it was a little thing that just said oh if uh 20 bucks more and you get the vip and i was like 20 bucks that's really sold that's it and i it like you said everybody looked at you with utter disdain as they walked you to the back where they were right up to the front and yeah. you got to go in the exits for every oh. event and everything. Oh. And he got to do stuff over and over and over. Cause every time he had this thing and the guy was like, Oh, you guys are VIPs. I said, 
You know, yeah. dude, it was twenty bucks. It was twenty bucks, but it was too late. You couldn't buy yeah, it. Yeah, that guy couldn't thing, buy right? it then, right? No, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's a that's a great thing. So. No, it really was. So you know, like I said, we sort of. Um, if I'd stopped to think about it, we would have done it anyway. But you know, we were sort of forced to think about it because of this Eiffel Tower thing, yeah. and it was the best scenario that we could have gotten ourselves into because it just it 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 dictated how we thought about this. I mean, there were some lines we waited in, but not many. It, you know, nice. it, yeah, in Barcelona, we went to the Pablo Picasso Museum. That dude was a twisted man, by the way. Yes, um, yeah, yes. Uh, but but it was the same thing. It was like, well, we can wait in line or we can book an appointment. And they have a limited number per hour. Sure. And so you kind of got to plan ahead. But it's like, well, that's better. I mean, it's the way to go. It's yeah. the way to go. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, saving time, looking for things to eliminate those kind of headaches. It's it makes your your travel much more enjoyable. Well, that was it. Sure. Yeah. Especially for two weeks. You know, we couldn't if we got to a point where we were in a miserable pattern it, it wouldn't have worked out. I mean, and, yeah. and, it, and it did, it worked out swimmingly. We really had nice. a, we, yeah, we had a good time. We took advantage of uh, a lot of the, the siesta opportunities when we were in Barcelona. I mean, it, you know, we didn't, cool. we didn't drive ourselves crazy. Yeah. That's, I like And we that. enjoyed it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. good. Awesome. Well, Hey, so we have some catch up stuff to do uh, since we've, uh, you know, been, the last couple episodes are recorded one, you know, a couple weeks ago, we, I, I was kind of on a rant here, uh, talking about an experience I had with a new bank and, um, uh, I got some, we got some good feedback on that and we, in we had a call in, right? Isn't that yeah. right, Dave? Somebody we were talking about, uh, you know, I was talking about wire transfers and managing cash and how, you know, things can, uh, you know, bigger banks. And so w- we had a call in from Scott from DC and, uh, on the text and the voicemail line. That's right. Um, and yep. you know, we'd love to get, if you, if you have a comment or you'd like to chat or be on the show, you know, 401-472-4249, you can text us there. You can leave a message and, uh, you want to, uh, play Scott's, uh, comment there? Take it away. One shorter. Hi, Dave and, and Shannon. This is Scott from D.C. Uh, Dave knows me from the Mackie Gap. I run a small business in the Washington, D.C. suburbs of you know vintage collectibles and antiques and, and things like that. My inventory is not usual. There is There are no distributors. There are no vendors, really, for what I do. Um, I do have to maintain, uh, I do have a, a presence at a local antiques mall. I do pay for that, but most of my inventory is all cash. And this is almost an, almost always an all cash business. I had to go out and find a bank. I went and y- using a local advertisement, I went to the largest bank, Bank of America. What a disaster that was. They really don't care and don't want to care about small businesses. They have their rules. They have their ways of doing things. If you don't like them, go elsewhere. In the process of going elsewhere, I was running things out of my own personal checking account. Hmm. Don't do that, by the way. Don't run everything out of your own. Even if you're incorporated, don't run it out out of your own personal checking account, which is with Citibank. It's been with Citibank for many years for a lot of different reasons, and I should close that account but Citibank was giving me problems. I found a very a local community bank, and you can look up about community banks online. These people are in your community. The community bank I found has 12 branches in the region. The bank president lives within 10 miles of where I am. 
Um, it's a very well-run bank, very well-capitalized bank. It's not going anywhere, and they have been marvelous. They were. It was explained when I walked in that I ha- I am a cash business. I could walk in on one day and withdraw a lot of cash so I could go out and do some buying, and then walk in a couple of weeks later after doing a, a show somewhere with a lot of cash deposited, and no worse for wear. I do get checks because I maintain a presence from an antique center nearby, but otherwise I'm all cash, and they have been no problems. The only time I had to deal with wiring money was when I was buying uh some uh, furnishings for the uh, for my space in the antique center, some cases and stuff, and I had to wire the money. That was no problem. I walked in, we signed the papers. The the it was executed while sitting there in their office. No problems whatsoever. So for a small business, especially if you're you're under you know I, I would say under twenty people. And I think that's where the message got cut off, Scott. So, Scott, thank you so much for uh, for sending that or right, calling that in, and and leaving it for us. Yeah, it. Um, it, it what Scott describes actually makes a lot of sense to me. I, believe it or not, I have my personal checking account with Citibank, like Scott does, um, largely because I worked for them years ago, and it's still discounted, so I keep it. Uh, and I have all my business stuff with Bank of America, and here. Uh, I've had great success with them, uh, but it really depends on your banker. Um, it, it, I think is, is, is what that comes down to. So, um, thoughts on this, Shannon? Uh Oh, no, I'm here. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I, I love the concept that, you know, the community bank thing too, but I think to your point, it also depends on the staff and, and hopefully, you know, with a community bank, maybe you have less turnover. Um, and, and I've used B of A as well. And, to, and again, you get a really good banker that can take really good care of you and kind of push through and, and bend those rules and that kind of stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah. But though there's, you know, the, the movement in those big organizations is frequent. It, it can, uh, it can, it can be. Yes. It can true. be. Yeah, yeah. It can be where maybe on a, you know, on a, on a community bake, maybe someone's sticking around a little longer that can understand your business. The key is someone that understands your business um, and, and, and what your needs are. And sometimes it's really difficult. Uh, as I explained in episode 74, a couple weeks ago, Getting the answer, you know, for the specific service that you need, yeah. uh, and, and finding out if that's really going to work. So yeah. it's uh, it's it's challenging. One one thing I do like about using a, a larger bank like B of A is we have employees, and because we're a virtual company, I have employees in almost. I, it's uh, I think there's only one state, well, two, mine and Colorado where I have more than one employee. So there's lots of States where I have only one employee and setting up and dealing with payroll taxes and all of that in multiple States would be a bear if we had to manage it on our own. Yeah, I agree. And within the payroll service that B of A has, I mean, we have to, when we add a new employee, there's a little bit that we have to do. And if it's a new state, we've got to fill out the paperwork, but in terms of processing payroll, uh, you know, twice a month. It's it's just a non-issue. They it, handle it, it all for it you. It happens like magic. Yeah, I don't even yeah, think cool. about it. You know, I mean, occasionally, well, not occasionally. It's it's like, okay, well, now we owe X amount to Colorado or X amount to California. 
is that okay to pay? And you just say, well, yeah. And then it's done. That's it. Nice. Yeah, as long as you have yeah, the that, money. A, I mean, sure, you should. Sure. <laughs> yeah, of course you should. We've talked about the, <laughs> that too. Yeah, don't start kiting out of your payroll yeah. taxes. Yeah, yeah. Your, your payroll taxes are not yours, uh, you know, and you should not even be aware of them. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I know. pay them right away. Yeah, we you do know, too. It, 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 some states I have to pay them right away. Of course, the IRS I have to pay right away. But but some states we get to float. We could float it for a month or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, hmm, no, nope, don't want to do it. A, yeah, and I, and I would say, you know, talking about payroll – you know, having someone do your payroll, you know, a payroll service or, a, you know, your bank. I mean, it really is one of the best investments that that you can make because uh, there's no way, like Dave says, that you're going to keep track of all these rules and these requirements and this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, leave it to the experts and that can keep up with all the federal and state regulations. But you could use a third party payroll service. Uh, yep. And still have your your relationship with your small community bank. So for you, Scott, I mean, yeah, I know sure. I, I know enough about Scott. We've known each other, uh, like I said, or like he said, he's a listener to uh, another podcast that I do. And so uh, I know that he doesn't have any employees. But uh, but if if any of you are in that position where you like your community bank and you have employees, uh, you know, just check. There's payroll. Like QuickBooks has payroll. There's all kinds of people that have payroll. So it's, yeah, yeah it's not a big yeah, There's deal. a lot of payroll. No, no, no. It's yeah. not much easier now to, to, to manage everything. Yeah, man, and, it's you know. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very fluid. You know, there's the barriers, uh, starting a business, hiring your first employee. I mean, you know, distributing your product, posting your information, spreading the word about your business. All those things are just so much uh maybe easier isn't the word but maybe it's available less, less friction less yeah. friction yeah very yeah. good you know it, it, this stuff is not difficult to do and uh very simple to set up and you know it, it's a great time to start a business and if you're if you're on the fence yeah. thinking about it and oh this barrier or that barrier i mean you, you can just plow through this stuff that you know Dave and I dealt with 20 years ago of trying to set things up and, you know, just the movement of money, you know, we're talking about banks and all that kind of stuff, but the, the flow of money around and to people, whether they're, you're paying them or you're buying things or it's, it's just so much uh, more fluid now. Yeah. It's great. That's crazy. It. It's good yeah. though. I yeah. mean, you I, know. I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, um, Shannon, before, I left. We recorded a couple of episodes, and one of them talked about Shannon's closet on Poshmark. Yeah, that's right. So, that's how's right. that going? Pretty good. You know, okay. uh, just a little backstory. You know, we, we've had a lot of people on the show that started uh, their companies on in social media, and that's their primary vehicle to get customers, make sales. And you know, I'm sitting here for a year and a half, going, "Gosh, you know, that's so great." And we we got to we've got to try this and experiment with it. So. You know, we've always wanted to uh, get, you know, in the fashion business. I love the concept of, and primarily like handbags. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a, a source, you know, that I can purchase product like that. And and it passes two of the tests for any product that we've ever sold with our trading businesses is that it's, they're small and, well, they're small and lightweight. Yep. And oh, for shipping. There's an, for shipping. Yep. And there's, they have a, a value that's not really based in reality. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's the right way to say, it. I mean, it's a terrible way to talk about your customers, but no, 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 no. It's not saying that they're not, uh, uh, you know, that they don't value it. They right. value it tre tremendously. Tremendously. But, yeah. Yeah. 
tremendously. It's not, it's, it's not a commodity. In it's the, not a commodity. In the sense, yeah. right, that, yeah. that, that a, a handbag from brand A uh, could be the same quality, or in fact, built by or the same Malaysian yeah. family yes. than, you know, a handbag from brand B. But brand A is worth more because it's brand A. And yeah, that's, that's and right. That's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, you know, my, after listening to the guys like, you know, uh, via Island and all stuff and the building up all their followers and everything. So I, you know, we started a, a couple weeks ago and, uh, get things, get the ball rolling, going out. And the, what I really wanted to do to be able, is to be able to run the whole thing on my phone and, okay. you know, only sell via apps, uh, all the social stuff. So I could just really, you know, time we're talking about it. I want to be able to sit anywhere. I want to be up in Tahoe. I'm going to be on a plane, wherever it is. And I want to be able to manage things other than shipping the product. Right. Sure. Of course. And, and so like you said, selling on Poshmark, a couple other sites we sell on TradeZ. Um, those sites, very, or those apps, very easy to set up, start selling immediately, doing your research and start building followers. So in about almost three weeks, we've got a little over, I think today we went over 3,000 followers. You're, you're, at th- you're over 3,100 right now on Poshmark, yeah. Yeah, this morning it, was, it just peaked over 3,000. So it's definitely awesome, grows... Uh, along and and you know the secret on on Poshmark and after you know reading my you know till my eyes bled about how to do this and and ideas is really uh, reciprocating and following and sharing and and it's really a tight community um, so you can build up those followers quickly uh, and so everything I've read it's like hey you know until you have about five thousand followers you're not going to see a ton of sales and I can okay. attest to that I mean we're selling product every day okay but. You know, it, it, it definitely fits my philosophy of, hey, if you can make, you know, 50 bucks, you can make 500. If you can make 500, you can make 5,000 yep. and on and on and on. Yep. I mean, I spent my whole life chasing $100 bills and I can see that this concept it does work because uh, there's enough traction, there's enough interest, you know, we're fielding enough questions. Yeah. Um, it's not like you just built this website and, you know. Nobody knows where you are. Yeah, you're trying to blog and turn to this or... Now, you know, I, I, I didn't want to sell in our typical marketplaces where we sell other products, Amazon, eBay, but okay. I, I, I do have to confess that, you know, the eBay app is so great, um, yeah. that I was just like, you know, I just have to, I, I just can't not do it. Right. Especially, you know, we made a pretty, pretty decent investment. I think we bought about $15,000 worth of, of, uh, bags and various okay. suppliers and stuff. So we're like, Hey, you know, I got to move this. I, I want to get my return on investment going. And so it's been great. We've been selling on all the, all these platforms have been booking sales, uh, on a daily basis. And, you know, the only thing I would say is it's extremely time consuming right now. Okay. Uh, and, and, and that, and it's cause I'm doing, I'm doing everything. Yeah, of course uh, you are. It, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I had to go get a mannequin because people want you to pose with the bag and I don't think they want to see me. Um, you know, so we now, I don't know, man, there's a market for (laughs) everything. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, so you could be, it's a niche, but a man, I'm telling you, you could own it. I have to try it both ways. Let's try it. Uh, but it's been really fun and you know, I've been learning so much and now, so uh, you know, I, I think by the end of next week, we should be up to about 5,000 followers, uh, okay. primarily on Poshmark. But, you know, we sell on, uh, on another app we got out and everybody talked about this one called Mercari. And the great thing about Mercari is they don't charge any fees yet. You know, of course, mm. I'm sure. I was going to ask. Know, yeah. The, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. a place like Poshmark makes 
makes their money. They don't charge you to have a store there. They, they make their money when you sell things, right? They do. And it's not cheap. See, so Poshmark charges 20%. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but there's a reason, you know, yeah, of course, when they've you've got the been, audience, yeah, they've got the audience and they have the, uh, the community and, and I would say the support from the other sellers and, uh, there's enough traction where you can do the research. If you have anything involved with, you know, women's fashion, um, it's an extremely, uh, fast way to ramp up your business, I believe. Um, because it's very easy to go find a a seller that has 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand followers and really study what they're doing Mm. and just replicate it. And that's really what, what I've done, you know, and, and okay. Okay. You know, I want to get, but you know, we're getting a thousand a a week now, you know, I need to get that to 2000 a week. And so we'll, we'll check in from time to time and, and, and see how it's going. But, uh, now listen, uh, I wanted to tell you, you know, while I was in Barcelona, I found a couple of guys on the, on the street there that that sell (laughs) these handbags cheap. So I can source them for you if you like. Well, it brings up a good point. So I, I, I start selling Poshmark trades. Okay. I'm like, well, who are other, what other, uh, you know, apps can I sell on? I post everything I have on those other two platforms. I post on this site called Mercari. And within a day, almost everything I listed got taken down, uh, because of authenticity. Okay. And so I reached out to, to well, you're saying my guys on the, on the, on the boardwalk in Barcelona might not may, be authentic. Might not be. That's okay. right. Might not <laughs> be. But you know, our stuff is completely authentic and you know, we have deep ties to these suppliers sure. and all this kind of stuff. So and everything. And, so I started getting feedback, started trying to get support and it was dismal. Oh. You know, I kept getting these bots responding to me, not really answering my question. Yeah. Um, and what I realized was what people were doing, quote, these competitors on Mercari, where they were reporting your post mm. to try to get your post taken off so it wouldn't be competing with them. Very different uh, experience. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, we're not going to be up there. It's not worth our time. It's not. And yeah. They, it's not worth it's fighting not worth that it. battle. So they, yeah. they, yeah, that, see, that's where the competitive, you have to, you have to temper your competition yep. uh, or your competitive side, I should say, because part of me, like if I was in that boat, I'd be like, no, that's it. I'm going to spend a hundred percent of my time making sure those guys don't win. <laughs> yeah, right? But, yeah. but that's not that necessarily yep. <laughs> the best use of my time. Yeah. No, no. The best use of your time is going out and following extremely successful sellers yeah. and then replicating what they're doing. So you can get 5,000, 10,000, you know, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, now we're on it in, you know, we push the same content to Instagram and to Pinterest and, okay. uh, you know, so now the next, you know, goal for, you know, for us is really to push out onto Instagram and get those followers up because, you know, we've got to get 10, 20,000, you know, followers and really spread the word out before you can say, yeah, we've got a viable business, um, but we're getting there and, and yeah. I'm having a great time and uh, I've, I've learned more about handbags than I ever thought I would uh, want or need to know, uh, but it's, but it's pretty cool and, and everybody's been super friendly and really, for the most part, uh, supportive and uh, they love, you know, we're, we sell this product for about half of what it or more, you know, about 55, 60% below retail and people yep. are really happy. Well, that's so great. Cool. That's yeah, good. Yeah, Have a great right. time. Happy customers and, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is stuff I'm doing, you know, outside of, uh, you know, I have two other businesses that I run. And so this is stuff I come home, we have dinner, hang out. Everybody's great. I walk up Dave where the studio where you and I recorded while you were out huh. here and I've got it's you know, full of bags now and I've got okay. this mannequin and my lights and everything. And I just work for a couple hours yeah. and then 
the rest of the time, I'm just kind of answering, uh, questions on my phone and follow, follow, follow and over and over and over. And it's, it's really, uh, if, if you want to start a second gig and get something going or a third gig, uh, I would highly recommend it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's cool. That's great. It's good. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. So we'll, t- we'll check in from time to time and, you know, we'll, we'll talk next month and see how it's going. But if anybody has any questions, you know, I'm certainly a rookie at this still, but I would be glad to answer any questions about these platforms and the ins and outs of what I have found to work or not work for us so far. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Very good. Cool. Great. Awesome. And I think we have a, 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 how are we doing on time, Dave? We have time for a reader question or do you think, uh, I, yeah, you know, yeah. let's, um, let's do it. Sure. Okay. Why not? Yeah. yeah. We'll go to, uh, we'll go to Sharon here. Sharon writes, I listened to your show about starting a business just using social media and apps. I think it was something to do with fashion. Anyway, my question is, how do you find products to sell? I'm hardworking, energetic, and ready to start. I just don't know where to find things to sell. And I, I'm, this is why I wanted to do this question from Sharon, sure. because it, it's it's related to this. And it, frankly, it was a question I was going to ask. Like, okay, you, you spent 15 grand, fine. Uh, you know, we probably have plenty of listeners who could afford to spend 15 grand in a couple hours a day on a new business. Sure. So, but you know, where do I send my 15 grand? Right? <laughs> you don't you send should it. I give him my address? Should yeah, I- <laughs> that's right. You know, you don't send it to Dave and have him go back to Barcelona and source no, this no, stuff no, off no. the boardwalk. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I could get you bags for like 10 bucks a piece, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think, you know, Sharon, uh, th- that's a great first question to ask, you know, is where can you buy this product? If you want to be in the, you know, the, the trading business is what I call it. You know, you're going to buying and selling whatever it is. In, in my experience, um, uh, you know, your suppliers are really your trade secrets. I mean, everybody always asks, you know, hey, where do you buy? Where do you get it? Well, you can't really talk about that, right? Um, because you don't obviously want them to tell anybody. Um, but w- where, where are your interests? It, and, you know, I got into uh, the fashion because I like this certain aspect of it. But, you know, everything else we've sold it's kind of led me down the path, like the electronics, you know, and Apple products, those were where my interests were. So I was highly motivated to research and to mm. dig and to find who's in this business and who's selling stuff and, uh, how are they selling it? And what do they do, uh, with extra stuff? I've always tried to find stuff that people, other people ignore. Okay. Yeah. The first thing, I mean, We've made, you know, our whole career in our, our, you know, sales and refurbish this and that of buying. And I always say, you know, we've made more money buying what others would consider junk than, than anything else, because that's where the opportunity is. Everybody fights to buy brand new product because all you're doing is selling it. But something that you can add value to and you can go out to a supplier, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to be in the shoe business go to the local shoe store and say, Hey, what do you guys do when you only have one pair on the shelf and you don't want to leave that one pair there? Because shoe stores don't want one pair of shoes. They need, you know, 20 or 30 or whatever. And you can ask that question of every single kind of, uh, you know, reseller of anything. And that's just one way, but finding something you're interested, interested in is I think paramount because you have to be motivated to not give up. Because it takes a long time to find those suppliers. Um, you know, the wholesale quote, wholesale business is extremely different than it was years and years ago before the internet, right? Right, right, uh, right. You know, it's, it's much flatter. You know, when you're checking 
when you do think you found something, be sure to jump online and see what it's selling for on Amazon, on eBay, these other apps, because that will be your, your reality. That's your check. competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then just work it backwards. So if, you know, product X is selling for a hundred bucks on Amazon and you say, well, I want to sell that on Amazon. What do you need to pay for it? To after you pay the fees and the shipping and all this other stuff to, to make a profit uh, or, or a return on investment that you're happy with. Yeah. And, you, and ask yourself those kind of questions. So I, I, so I don't have a, a great here, call this 800 number and you can start buying this product, but you know, do research, use Google, start, you know, finding out who's doing what you want to do and, and just start digging. I say, okay. So I have a follow-up question on this. Yes. How do you, I mean, I, you know, I joke about the guys on the, on the boardwalk, but it, especially in what you're doing here with this, you know, the handbags, how do you avoid counterfeit stuff? Yeah, like, how do you great, know? That's a great question. Right. I would never buy this product from a supplier that I did not already have some type okay. of relationship with. Right. I right. would never do it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, because of that reason, uh, the authenticity and, you know, you're trying to give a good experience to your customer and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just not worth the risk. And there's, I agree. Yeah. yeah. There's far easier things to sell than this. This, this meets my criteria because it has a high, you know, they often have a high resale value. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's, you know, uh, and, but you know, you could do the same thing with socks or with, uh, you know, anything, yeah. you know, anything you could think of and try to stay away from things that are easily counterfeited because not only do you run the risk of, uh, you know, running into problems like that, but many places that you want to sell them will not allow you to sell them just like you ran into that's right of course even you though your stuff these. isn't counterfeited correct yeah. but it, because you're not an uh authorized you know reseller mm. and, I, and i hate that word or that combination of things but yeah. what yeah. these big brands have done is they forced like you know uh, platforms and marketplaces like amazon say hey you, you know there's so much counterfeit and, and you know fake product out there that we want you only to sell uh, uh, or allow people to sell that we are telling you they're buying directly from us or yeah. from a, a quote wholesaler. And even though a lot of it's kind of restrained a trade, which we can, we can go into a whole nother show on that. Um, uh, but it, they're trying to protect the consumer and you need to be sure again, don't go out buying something you think is really hot. I mean, you, you can't even sell, you know, some models of iPhones on Amazon now as a, as a reseller because of the problems that they because had. Because of the counterfeiting. Yeah. 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 So you really got to research and find that stuff out. And, you know, the stay, the, you want to stay away from boring things are often the best thing to sell stuff that is just not even worth talking about often has the highest profit margin and yeah, because it, it's not you know, sexy. You don't have yeah, everyone else right. thinking they wanted to sell that too. Yeah. Like if somebody asked me, oh, you know, people trying to get into business, they want to resell things and go on eBay or sell them Amazon often, especially guys, because we tend to kind of like this stuff, technology things, electronics and all that kind of stuff. I would say, do not go into that business. You know, the margins are slim. The, you know, the product is hard to deal with. I mean, there's so many negatives, but you know, if somebody came to me and said, Hey man, I have a great deal and I can buy scotch tape at five cents on the dollar and I can reset. I was just like, man, that's a great, that's a great business. And, and then you can focus on your customer service and the, what you bring to the table and how you add value in a different way than everybody else that's selling, you know, 
some other boring, the same boring product. The same boring product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it, man. Well, that's good. Cool. Well, I'm glad it's working for you. That's good. Uh Uh-oh. Did I lose you again, Shannon? Yeah, I'm here now. Sorry. Okay. That's all right. Folks, if you want to reach us, if you have any questions, uh, you can, well, you can email us, feedback at businessshow.co. Uh, you can do like Scott did. You can call yep. us at 401-472-4249. And uh, we hope you have a good week. We hope you uh, have good luck in your business. And we hope you, you have, uh, have fun protecting your, uh, your charmed lives there. <laughs> That's right. Have a great week, everybody. 